Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. My co-host Brian Henderson is out on assignment tonight, so he won't be able to join us, I don't think. Maybe he will uh, call in. Knowing Brian, he will call in. So uh, we, we look forward to hearing from him shortly. Tonight's show is Explosion. We have a special guest, Bombshell from New Jersey. Bombshell was born and raised in Somerset, New Jersey, and Bombshell's debut album is Selling Like Hotcakes. You should hear it. I really love one of her songs. I think it's Struggle. Michelle, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you? I am so blessed, just like everybody else is. Yes, you are. You know what? We usually we, we we usually don't do shows during the week. But when I spoke with you over the telephone I said, You know what, we're gonna have to really try to get her on this show like right away. And it, we I think we had you scheduled for July sixth, was it? Something, yeah, like that. Yeah. So with with you know, all the emails from everybody was like, We we really wanna hear from her, we wanna see what she's doing. So Michelle, you're a hip hop artist. What got you into that? Well, you know, I've been writing poetry since I was very young, and that was, like, my form of expression, the way for me to vent. And, you know, later on, when I became a teenager, I got into breakdancing. So, like, hip-hop always was a part of me, and it was, like, a, it was a way for me to express myself. So Yeah, you know what? One thing I like about your music, it's positive, it's motivating, and it's inspiring. You know, we ha- we have so many artists out there that's really not doing that. And for you to do that, you know, I applaud you because everybody can listen to your music. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, so it's not always that, you know, my life, trust me, my life has not been a piece of cake. But, you know, I always, no matter what I'm talking about, I always try to talk about it in a positive way. I mean, you can go through anything in life and, and you can take the good or you can take the bad. And, I, you know, I choose to make my music something that you can learn and grow from and be inspired by. Yes, yes. Michelle, you know what? I see the phones are already, <laughs> already ringing off the hook already. Uh, to all of the callers, the listeners out there, if you, if you don't have the number to call in, you please feel free to call in at 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. For everybody that's listening, you keep hearing me say Michelle is bombshell. Michelle is bombshell. <laughs> what's the name of that? What's the, yes, what's the name of same person. Album? Yeah, yeah. What's the name of your album? Well, my first album was Bombshell Blowing Up, and um, my second album was Bombshell Time is Ticking, and um, I'm working on my third album. And, and actually, I think that the songs that I was planning on putting, well, actually, you know what, I'm going to put, half of my album is going to be before I got saved, and the rest of it is going to be after I got saved, so it's going to be very interesting. Who knows, I may be on one of those albums, we, we'll we talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> but I'm just joking with you, but you know what, I, I really like the fact that over the past couple of weeks we've talked, and you, were, and you have been so transparent, and you know, that's one of the the things that is really important when it comes down to trying to free yourself and and not holding the bad things that happen in your life because, you know, you can always make bad things. You can turn those things into a positive experience. Do you agree? I, I agree. Yeah. 
For the callers that are calling in right now, please hold on just a second. We'll get with you, but we wanted to talk with uh, Michelle really quick, but we will take your calls momentarily. Michelle, take us back to your childhood. What what type of childhood did you have? My childhood, um, it was, I had a great childhood. Um, my, my best friend, Corey, that I grew up next to him, still lived next door to her to this day. We've been best friends for 22 years, never gotten in a fight. What? You know, like we just have this unconditional love for each other. My parents were happily married. You know, me and my sister and my brother were close. We were like a middle-class family. You know, we never had to struggle financially. And, I, you know, I was really happy. Like, I, I was very free as a child and, and, you know, didn't have a lot of stresses and worries that a lot of children, unfortunately, these days have to go through. Yeah. So I, I was definitely blessed, you know, as a child, but uh, definitely, uh, you know, things changed in 95 when I became a preteen when my father passed away. And, you know, that's kind of when things started going downhill for me. Yeah. Were you and your father, were you really close? We were very close, yeah. Like every Sunday we'd go, like have our little date, like a father-daughter date, and we'd go, you know, he was always big on me reading, so he would always take me to the bookstore and then, you know, TGIF to get something to eat. So it was like something to look forward to with just me and my dad, you know, not my brother and my sister and my mother. It was just like our special time together. Mm-hmm. That's nice. So we were very close. Yeah. So you think from doing all of your reading when you were little, you think that had helped with your writing that you, I mean, you write so much now, you do so much. I, I, looking at your bio, I saw that you were a booking agent and all this other stuff. So, I mean, that reading had to help you, you know, in in, in your field. Right. It definitely has. I mean, even though my father always encouraged me to read, I didn't necessarily always read. <laughs> You know, like I, in in high school, honestly, like I, I would read, you know, a whole chapter and I would have no idea what I just read, you know. And it's not that I had any learning disabilities or anything like that. It just was that I wasn't, I, I guess I wasn't really paying attention to things. And I, I think that changed a lot when I got into college because in, in college I wanted to learn. I wanted to grow and I and I realized that I wasn't, getting as much knowledge as I should have been over the years. So, you know, even though he always encouraged it, I didn't always do what he what he would, you know, think yeah. that was the right thing to do. Yes, you said in 95 your father passed, right? Right. And you said you started, I guess you had some struggles in your teen, teen years, probably, what, 15 maybe? Well, yeah, well, I mean, I was 13 when he passed away. Okay, okay. You know, I went through depression. I wanted I, I wanted to kill myself. I tried to kill myself by overdosing on diet pills, which after I tried to do that, I ended up being addicted to diet pills just up until a couple months ago. Wow. Um, you know, I don't know if it had something to do with me taking so many of them, and then after that, I guess my body kind of just kept wanting it. Right, right. Um, you know, and, and even some of these things that I'm discussing – some, you know, my mother doesn't even know half of these things and, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of things I kind of kept to myself and kind of, and that's when that writing really came in and, and helped me yeah. get through that because it was like a release yeah. for me. Did you know God at that point? You know what? I, I knew God my whole life. I was never brought up in a church. My parents always said, you know, 
there's a God, he's the creator, and God wants us to treat each other with love and respect and treat others as you would want to be treated. And, you know, I always had a good heart. I was always, you know, a very loving and a very giving person, but I didn't fully understand a lot of things, you know, and it's still, you know, I'm, I'm still growing. I still, you know, things that I'm learning, but at the point when, my father, before he passed away, when he had the heart attack, I, I can still remember like it was yesterday. I remember I I ran upstairs. I heard my mother screaming and banging on my brother's door, and I had no idea what was going on. Mind you, my life was just perfect, you know, growing up. It was, I mean, not perfect, but it it was it was very close, you know. I was blessed, and um, I had a, a lot of loving people in my life. And when I went upstairs and I saw my father hanging over the bed gasping for air I ran downstairs and I I remember putting my face in the pillow and saying I hate you God I hate you like how could you do this to me like just screaming I hate you I I you know it was just I was so confused and at that time I just I just didn't understand I didn't understand how could God do this how could you do this to my father like you know and it was just it was overwhelming for me at that age, especially being a preteen, and those are like the years you really need a father figure around. Right, right. And, um, you know, I, I started having a real rough time in school and, you know, dealing with my emotions. I was very depressed. I started eating a lot. You know, I started um, just kind of keeping to myself. My whole family kind of went their own ways. Everybody kind of got disconnected in a certain way and shortly after my father passed my mother met a man um which is married you know she she she'd have a fit if she ever heard me say this thing you know okay <laughs> but she's not listening cuz you know some things you it's not that you know I, I'm lying to her or anything but some things you know you don't want to hurt your mom it's not that you know I I wouldn't I don't want to be truthful or anything like that but you know, there's some things that mothers, it would just hurt them to hear. Right. You know, and a lot of things I've been through I, I, I know would really hurt her and that a lot of things I really kept to myself or, or, you know, I have close friends that were so good to me that, like, I could call and talk to, like, my best friend, Corey, every single night I would cry about my father and I would call her and she'd come outside every single night and just sit there with me until I was done crying and just hug me and comfort me and really that got me through right. a, a lot. You know what? Now that you have a child and you said that your your mother and your father taught you things about God, would you accept the same principles the way that they raised you now that you know what you know about God, would you do it the same way or would you change the way you know how you teach your your, your child? You know I think that um, I think that God uses you know everything is in perfect timing, and for me, that was perfect because that's what that's what God wanted for some reason. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been like that, you know. And I really right. think that because I always knew God, and I think actually it, it really helped me because now it's like I'm I'm fresh, like you know I haven't you know there's not 
all churches are going to give you the right information. We're, they're humans, you know. God is the only source of the the real truth. The Bible, the word is the truth. You know, a human can't always give you everything that you need to know. So for me to find it in my heart and in my own soul, my own spirit, and to go and accept Jesus as my Savior, knowing that I have done that not because I was brought up in church it, it it makes me feel very strong yeah yeah you know because my parents gave me the choice to explore my spirituality and and I do you know it's helped me in ways and, and in other ways it, it 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 had me very confused not not understanding yes you know you said some things to me some very private things some some ugly things happened to you uh do you feel up to talking about those things? I am right now. I am so blessed to be alive. I I will talk about anything right now. Okay, you mentioned I think you were fifteen, maybe when you uh, were raped, I believe. Right, I was sixteen, and and I lost my virginity being raped by somebody. Wow. Did you press charges, or did the person ever go to jail? What What was the situation? Uh, unfortunately, no. But I'm going to leave that in God's hands because I know he knows my heart and he knows what I've been through. And, you know, God will handle that, you know. And I feel as though, you know, and the reason for that, let me just say this, because there's a lot of women that have been molested, that have been raped, or know somebody that has been molested, somebody that has been raped. And, you know, it it gets aggravating because a lot of people say, well, you know, why don't you call the police? You know, if you really went through that and if that really happened to you, then why wouldn't you go to the police? And, you know, until you've been in that situation, you you don't know what it feels like. You feel very alone. You feel ashamed. You feel confused. You feel like, is this my fault? Which, to any woman out there that's listening has been through something like that, no, it's not your fault. Nobody, there's no excuse and nobody has the right to put themselves into you without you giving them permission to do so. Yes. So, and, um, you know, unfortunately I was at the wrong place at the wrong time. And I, at that time, I kept thinking to myself, the last thing I want to do is see this man. And if I have to go to court and I have to see him again, I can't deal with that. I could not deal with that. I, I just couldn't even think of having to keep going or to tell, or if I had to go to court, I was 16, I was under 18, I'd have to tell my mother who's going to drive me to court, yeah. you know, and all these things went through my mind, and, you know, if if I could do it, you know, I, I don't, uh, I never say, you know, do things over again, I think, you know, everything happens for a reason, but if I could give somebody advice, would I tell them to press charges? Of course, of course, because you want to save someone else from having to go through that. That's the only, you know, regret that I have that I, but the only thing I can do now is just pray to God that, that, you know, these people have, their their hearts have changed and they found Jesus and that, that they're no longer committing these sins, you know, and at this point, really, that's all I can do. And, and really, prayer is more powerful than any uh, court. Yes, yes. You even said to me just the other night that not only, did you get past that? You even said that you prayed for this person and you forgave this person. Yes. Yeah, that's powerful. I have. I mean, I, and, and you know, there's times that 
And just because you forgive somebody doesn't mean the hurt goes away. Right. You know, and honestly, my pain right now is gone because I'm saved and I gave that pain back to Jesus. And that's for him. He, I'm giving him everything that I've been through, all that, you know, everything that I had. If it's not, if I, you know, I'm trying to look at everything. Like I said, like I, I, I'm just recently got saved last Sunday on Father's Day. Thank God. Yes, you called me <laughs> all excited. <laughs> we'll save my life last night, but we'll get into that. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Let me say this. You know, you made it through this this incident, this rape incident. You were finally getting your life back together. You were, you know, you were just getting over this, and you're 16 years old. Right, and I, and and unfortunately, became very promiscuous. Yes, yes. Because I felt like, oh, you know, if if he's if I got raped, you know, who's to say I'm going to hang out with a guy? Then he's my, he's going to do it again. So I might as well just have sex with him. And that was my mentality at the time. Was it right? Of course not. Right. And you know what? And then, but that's uh, you know, I was lost at that time spiritually. Yes, and you also said that after you got through that, and you were you know with with the other men sleeping with the other men, you said you were raped again. Right, I was raped again a year later. What? No, what were you thinking? You know, when that happened the second time, I, I know it was more than just here we go again. It, well, it, and it and it was more violent. Um, this man had a gun. He beat me while he was raping me in my in my own car and um just to just to tell you how simple this situation was real quick just so you understand that you don't have to be wearing something sexy or you don't have to be you know out at a club or or you know people saying you know that these young girls are doing this and this and that. that doesn't matter i don't care what a girl's wearing i don't care where she's at nobody has the right to put their hands on your body or do anything to you that you don't want, yes. you know. And it was my best friend, which was a guy, and my best friend, which was a girl, and his friend. And we were all hanging out. We ordered pizza. He sent me and his friend, which I never met before a day in my life. And, and I'm thinking, this is my best friend's friend, so this is okay for me. You know, who who would ever think you go to pick up pizza and on the way home you're going to get raped? You you understand what I mean? So it wasn't like, okay, well, I put myself in this car with this stranger. I mean, yes, he was a stranger, but he was somebody that knew he was close with my supposedly best friend. Right. Um, I say supposedly best friend because that, that, that person that was supposed to be my best friend is still friends with the person that raped me. Wow. So, but... um. Um, and actually, all, all both men that have done that, I've I've had to see them time and time after this, yeah. you know, occur, which was very difficult for me. And again, I I became promiscuous again because I, I that really made like I think you know what I created the thought of okay I'm gonna get raped again I'm gonna get raped again, and it's like uh, you know that's not why I got raped of course you know right. that that was because. He did not accept Jesus Christ into his life, and and he was going. You know, who knows? I don't know what goes to somebody's mind because I would never do that to somebody. Only God knows. But um, you know, I do believe that at that time I just lost complete self-respect for myself. You know, um, I just my self-image 
deteriorate, deteriorate, uh, like it just went down. I just was looking at myself in the mirror and I just didn't like what I see. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I just saw, oh my God, like I've, I've been through so much. Like I saw all this pain, all this hurt, all these traumatic situations that I had been through. I felt ashamed. I felt like it was my fault. You know, and it was it was very difficult. It was very rough, and I was I was acting out and going to New York, sleeping in cars. I mean, I was I'm I'm blessed to be here, really. Yes, you are. We're we're all blessed to be listening to you uh, talk tonight. Um, we have some callers uh, for our listeners that that are listening in. Please feel free to call in if you have any questions for Michelle. She's already told me she'll pretty much answer any questions that you have. The call-in number is 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. Our first caller is from the 301 area code. Caller, are you there? Caller, are you there? Yes, I am. Yes, hi. How you have a question for Michelle? I do. Hi, Greg. This is Denisha. Oh, hi, Denisha. Um, hi, how are you? Hey, how are you? Good, good. I have a question for you. What... What led you, and I might be jumping the gun, so if I am, I'm sorry, but no. if, what, what led you um, to uh, salvation on last Sunday? And before I, before you answer that question, just let me say I am sitting here in awe of your story, and you're telling it so, uh, just being so honest and so transparent, and I just want to commend you for stepping out and, for just being willing to share your story because I know you're going to touch people tonight and you're going to just, you know, save someone else. And and maybe somebody will hear you who has been there or who is going through some of the same things you've been through and they will hear your story and they they may find Jesus or they might say, okay, she got through it, she made it out, I can too. So just wanted to commend you for, for being willing to share your story so openly. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And, you know, it, it wasn't always this simple. Um, even though I, I've always been a pretty open person, but I'm even more open now that that's not me. That's my old life, you know, because I'm a, I'm a new person. Like, I mean, when you hear what happened to me last night later on, you know, in, in this interview, I mean, that's gonna it's gonna blow your mind away. I mean, if you think that's a testimony, when you hear what happened last night after this past weekend, it is a. I, I really I experienced a, a miracle. Well, this morning actually, it was this morning. Yeah. Um, but as far as um, what led me to being saved, it's, it's really funny because on Saturday. You know, I've been going through a lot. Also, one thing I also want to say that, you know, I, I used to smoke weed with, you know, marijuana a lot. And I, uh, you know, I'm also a single mother, too. I have a beautiful four-year-old son, and I smoked cigarettes, and, you know, I masturbated every day. And, and I'm saying this because, you know, I thought by me doing that would stop, you know, at that time it stopped me from being promiscuous, so I felt like that was okay. Um, there was a lot of things that I thought were okay because it was stopping me from doing other things, but then I realized that it was sins just to cover up a sin. It doesn't matter, you know, how, you know, what type of sin it is. A sin is a sin, and 
if you want to try to be like Jesus Christ, then we we cannot, you know, live your life like Jesus Christ. We'll never be like Jesus Christ because we're human. But we will never um, not sin. And, I, you know, I understand that now. There's so many things I didn't understand. But Greg called me. He hit me. He sent me a message on MySpace, and he said, he said, I look, I saw your, I ran across your page and I looked in your eyes and I see so much pain that you've been through and I know that you're going to touch people with the things that you've been through. Mind you, he hasn't heard any music about anything, like, anything negative, excuse me, that I've been through or anything. It was like, it was like he knew, and and at first I'm like, okay, what? He wants money. He wants me to buy a book or something like that. And I th- I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna buy that book because what he was saying was sounding so good, and it was everything that I needed to hear at that very second because I felt so tired of just doing the same thing this every single day, just smoking and smoking and just being, you know. I wanted to stop so bad, and I just couldn't. I felt like I couldn't. I could, though, but I I felt like I just couldn't. I felt like I was stuck, like I wasn't going anywhere in life. And um, actually that night he said, you know, we ended up talking, and he said, Bombshaw, why don't you listen to this radio show? And I listened in, and there was uh, he spoke with a woman named Olivia who had written a book, and her story, I mean, she talked about being raped and everything, and it is every, I mean, I just felt like, oh, my God, she's been through everything that I've been through, and she is so, and she's talking about it, and she's helping all these people, and I just kept saying to myself, I pray to God that one day I can I can do that. You know, mind you, this is last Saturday, okay? Like, I, this is just last Saturday, and then, Still, I was still feeling so, you know, confused and going through a lot of things. And then I met this man. He's, his name is DJ Clash. He's he's excellent, you know, excellent DJ and just a beautiful person. And I he called me, and we ended up talking on the phone for about six hours straight. And he told me his testimony. He told me how he was on drugs. He was an alcoholic. He was homeless for 10 years. And he completely gave, you know, he, he got saved. He, this woman one day said, if you die today, where are you going to go? He said, hell, and I don't care. And then she walked away. He said he ran to that woman. And he said, you know what, late miss, I'm not going to hell. And from that day on, he never touched a drink. He never touched a drug. He cleaned up his life. He he was no longer homeless eventually. He prayed for a beautiful woman to come into his life. He met her. He was with her for a year and eight months. They never kissed. They never did anything until they got married. And that story inspired me so much. And while I was on the phone with him, I took all my weed and all my cigarettes and I flushed everything down the toilet, and I said, "This is this is enough. Is enough. I'm 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 tired of living like this. I can't do it anymore. I, you know, and all those urges. There's, I mean, as many times as I've tried and I tried and I tried, it is nothing but God that gave me the strength to really stop, and and that encouragement from from Him. 
also, um, this weekend, I'm sorry, did that answer your question? I'm going on and on. Did that that answer you? Yes. I mean, I'm just sitting here like, (laughs) just keep going. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, So I've been talking to this man all week. He's been keeping me strong. Mind you, I'm a teacher at a church, so I have all these people that are around me that have, you know, are giving me all this encouragement. And believe me, the devil was just trying to get me and tempting me. And the first time I told somebody I, I was saved, you know what they told me? You're not saved. You, weren't, you haven't even been baptized. And then I'm like, are you serious? Like, you know, because I don't know. I'm like, <gasps> and, then I, and then I, you know, I called somebody and you could trust that would give me some good advice. And, I, and then I realized I, I am saved. And just so anybody that's listening that is not saved knows the only thing you need to do to be saved is accept Jesus Christ in your heart and speak it with your mouth and, and publicly announce it and talk to people about it because if, if we don't if I didn't get the word I wouldn't be saved. So if you don't give the word to somebody else, how can you save somebody else? And when we save other people, we save you know, we save ourselves in a way because we really all are one and this life is not ours. This God gave us life. This is God's body. This is God, you know, using us. And, you know, as soon as the devil starts finding out that you want to go to God, oh, he's going to try and stop you. And I didn't understand what was going on. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm having all this temptation. And and then I started, you know, understanding and realizing, like, oh, uh uh-uh, the devil's not going to get me. I He's not because I... I've been doing great, and and this is what I keep telling myself. And mind you, I've only read a couple chapters out of the Bible in my whole life, which was recently, this this past week. And, um, you know, so I'm definitely, I'm a new Christian, so, you know, forgive me if anything I'm saying is, you know, not correct or anything like that. But, um, you know, I just pray and I ask God to give me, a lot of answers, and you know, I, I take things that people say, and I and I pray about it. But so this weekend, I I had this urge to meet this man and this woman, and they live in North Carolina. And they said, you know, why don't you come down there, here? There's going to be this Christian speaker. His name is Greg Laurie, and at the P uh, the PBC or the I forget what the name was at the RBC Center in North Carolina in Raleigh. There's going to be 25,000 people. He's going to have a great message. You should come down here. And I'm like, yeah, all right. And I'm like, I'm, I, you know, I can't drive to North Carolina just for one day. And I started thinking about it, and I said, why, why can't I drive to North Carolina for one day? So I called my best friend that was across the street. I said, come on, let's, let's go to North Carolina. I want to meet this man. Like he, This man helped me find Jesus. I, I want to meet him and his wife. I go down to North Carolina. We go to this. Uh, we go to the seminar. When I tell you, a thousand people got saved and poured onto that floor. It was so moving, and it was so touching. And if this man was ashamed and he didn't want to speak the word, those people wouldn't have been saved. And that's why it's so. That's why I'm understanding how important it is to get the word out to inspire people. And you know, just to shorten this up. Um, you know, I went to church on Sunday. It was wonderful. We prayed all weekend. All the people at my school, at my church, you know, they've been praying for me. Thank the Lord. I'm coming home last night, and I'm driving, right? Mind you, I know I have this, this show to do tonight, right? I'm driving. I'm, I'm getting chills right now. I'm sitting here. Um, you just hung up with me, I believe. 
I'm sorry? We were on I the just phone. Had, right, right, right. Me and you had just got off the phone. And, you know, mind you, he set this appointment, he set this date before I was saved. He wanted to interview me, even before I was saved. He just wanted to talk to me because I was a positive person, which, like, I thank God that he gave me this opportunity, and now look at what this opportunity turned into a testimony is even more unbelievable. It just shows how God works. And, I mean, believe me, you if you heard me a month ago, I was a completely different person. Anybody can change. Anybody can take their life. We all have the choice to accept Jesus Christ. And once you're accountable for that, that's up to you. And, you know, nobody can get, nobody can make you be saved. It has to be a choice that you make on your own. We can always pray for people. But as soon as me and him hang up the phone, my friend starts smoking a cigarette. And I said to myself, it, I, it felt like the devil and God was in the car fighting with me. I said, "Nope, I'm not gonna have, I'm not gonna do it." And, and I was like, "Oh God, I want, I want just one pull." And I said, "Nope, I'm not gonna do it. I refused." I said, "God is gonna bless me because when I went to that seminar and he talked about the prodigal son, which I have never heard about a day in my life, I had no idea what he was talking about, but now it makes sense to me." He said, you're going to give up things and you're going to say, oh, God, this is so hard to give up. All, you know, the, all these horrible things that you're doing, you think it's so hard, but God replaces it in in greater amounts with beautiful blessings. And I'm sitting here like, oh, praying like, Lord, please, I, you know, I have given up so much. I had stopped masturbating. I stopped cursing. I stopped having sex. I stopped smoking weed. I stopped smoking cigarettes. And, of course, of did I slip a couple times? I slipped a couple times cursing, but that was, you know, I asked God for forgiveness. But intentionally, did I go and start smoking again by, uh, you know, out of temptation? No, I didn't. I, I was strong, and, and I can only thank Jesus for that. So I'm, I'm in the car, and it's like this fight between between good and evil, and, and I didn't. I said, throw it out the window. I, I, I can't even take it anymore. Just throw it out the window. I don't even want to look at it. Throw it out the window. So I'm... I'm the, my pastor at my church that I work at, the, her daughter, um, his daughter, Corey, I, I asked her, I said, can you please give me some gospel music so I can listen up there, so, um, I, which has inspired me greatly. She, you know, thank God for everybody at my church. I'm, gra- I'm looking in my, uh, not looking in my seat, but I stick my hand down to go grab the CD. Mind you, right now at this point, I'm, I pa- I'm passing through Virginia, I'm going from North Carolina to New Jersey, and I'm going through Virginia. This, mind you, this is twelve. This is twelve o'clock midnight last night. Um, going through, all of a sudden, my car spins out of control, goes over a cliff onto ongoing traffic, misses a tree, misses going underneath the truck, and misses all these cars coming at me. And I, I, by the grace of God, there is no way but a miracle that either God or angels picked up my car and placed it down. There's, there's no way. The, the cops said the car should have been in pieces last night. We all should have been dead. But I said, no, we shouldn't have because God, this is, this is my confirmation. God has a serious plan for me. And this is not to be playing around with. This is not my life. This is this is God gave me this life and I have to use it for him. And I got my son, I ran out to the side of the, in, into the grass. I got on my knees. I started praying 
And mind you, while this while the car is spinning out of control, all I kept saying was, God, please protect us, God, please protect us, Lord, please, please, I, you know, I'm thinking to myself, thank God I didn't sin because I know if I die right now, I'm going to heaven. Thank God I will go to heaven and I will be with my son. And it, could you imagine if I took one pull of that cigarette and for some reason I didn't make it, I would have went to hell because I knowingly knew that that would have been a sin. I feel that way personally. This is how I feel. This is, I mean, this. I, I'm still in shock right now. My body is in shock right now. My back, I mean, I'm in pain. And when I tell you I am thankful to be in pain right now, I'm really, I'm thankful. I mean, everything. I'm thank, I got in the shower this morning. I got down on my knees. And I'm thankful for the water dripping down my hair. I mean, every little thing I'm, I'm just so thankful for because if I hadn't got saved last Sunday, who knows? Maybe I would have stayed home. Maybe I would have went to North Carolina. Maybe I would have lived to 92 and just kept sinning. But eternally, I would have been not in heaven. And I, I just thank God that I'm saved. And, and he saved me, my son, and my best friend last night. I mean, it, it's nothing less than a miracle what happened to me. Yes, Denisha. This is less than 24 hours ago. Yes. Denisha, hold on just a second. We have another caller from the 478 area code. Caller, are you there? Yes. Yes, caller, you have a question for Michelle or a comment? Not at this time. Okay, okay. So, Michelle. Yes. What were your thoughts this morning when you woke up? You, This happened. I know you said you were thankful. Uh-huh. But when you when you opened your eyes this morning, what was the first thing on your mind? Thank God I woke up this morning. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus, that I'm breathing right now. Thank you, God, that my son is okay. Mind you, my son slept through this whole thing, and when I pulled him out of the car, he said, what's going on? He And I'm crying, and he goes, Mommy, stop crying. God is here, and he's going to protect us. Four years old. Four years old. I mean, it's amazing because you know, children. If he would have had, saw what happened, he may have had nightmares. I mean, when I tell you, I went off of about fifty feet. Like, this is beyond something that you would see in a movie. I called my insurance company today and told them what happened. They said they've only heard of one car going over a cliff and every single person died. Michelle, we have another caller on the line from the 732 area code. Caller, are you there? Hello. Yes. Hi. You have Hi. a question for Michelle? No, I'm actually a personal friend of Michelle. Okay. You have Hi, Michelle. It's Keisha. How are you? Hey, Keisha. How are you? Good, good. Oh, my gosh. I am so blessed to hear. Oh, God. Hold on one second. Let me I know. I, I didn't get a chance to call you yet, did I? No, you didn't, but, wow, I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. But um, I am thankful to God that you're okay. Yes, thank <laughs> and, God. Uh, and that he's made such a such a change in your life. Yep. Girl, I told you he's good. He is good. And, you know, for some time, I, you, know, we bo- you know, we both talked a little bit. Right, um, and I know you, you know, when you went through, you you know, when you got saved and, you know, I see how good your life was and how happy you were. And I, at that time, I just didn't get it. I know, but it's okay. It's okay. It's yeah. okay because look at what God is 
done to hear you. This is like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. But I know it's nothing but God. And um, I'm Because you know how I used to be. You can even oh. testify. You oh, know. Yeah we, yeah, we used to hang out all the time. <laughs> this we is something know. I went to school with. <laughs> you know, she knows the old me. She knows the out-of-control bombshell is and this, Michelle. Is this Keisha? Yes, hi. Keisha, how has this touched you? Oh, let me tell you, it's just, I'm, I'm kind of lost for words right now. Sounds like joy. Um, Sounds like joy. It, yes, I'm just so thankful because she's one of a close friend that I've had since, oh, my gosh, it's it's been fifth, years, you know. Fifth grade, maybe? Fifth grade? Yes, yes. It's been a very long time. And there was always something that I saw in Michelle that I didn't I didn't quite understand because I've always been drawn to her. And we've had our falling out, you know, but we've always gotten back together and just, you know, reunited. And, and we haven't talked for so, like for a while now, and it's a blessing that – this is bringing us back together right now. Like, I yes. can't. Oh, yes. Yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And when she she texted me yesterday and told me she was saved, I was like, oh, my gosh, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it, but I was blessed to know, and I'm I'm thankful to God. And you know how long I've been smoking for, and you, oh, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah. We both did a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So praise God we're not like that anymore. And, you know, just so that I could um, kind of press on what she was saying, I quit smoking. Um, it's been about a month now, a month and a half. I went from a pack a day. Yay. I just, I said, you know what, God, I'm done. Thank I'm done. God. Oh, Keisha, I'm yeah. so happy we got to go out to lunch. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go up to lunch and have a Bible study. I know, right, right. Keisha, we have, but, another, Keisha, we have another caller from oh, the, seven, the 732 area code for Michelle. Caller, are you there? Hello, caller, are you there? I guess they're not. Caller. <laughs> I guess they're not there. Denisha, are you still there? Oh, yes, I'm yeah, still do here. Do you have anything else for Michelle? Um, I just want want to just tell you that I could feel the Holy Spirit when you were talking, and it is no doubt, and I'm sure you already know, there's absolutely no doubt that God has kept you and that he will use every piece of your testimony in your walk. Like, he really, you, all the things that you went through will not be for naught. Like, you will go on and and save lives and you're so bold and you, and your testimony is so strong and I just want you to always be encouraged always 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 be encouraged and remember re, like write write to like take some time to write the past week events down Oh, I have been. Oh, and it's so funny you said that because I purposely, I bought a journal that, you know, the day that I got saved, I went out and I got my first Bible ever, you know, and I got um, and I got a journal. And it, it's just funny you said that because I, oh, my whole life I, I've written in a journal and, and then I, I stopped at some point. And I, I guess when I started doing my music because it was kind of like my journal – but now it's like I, I I felt like I needed my own personal journal again, and I have been definitely writing it all down. Maybe I'll publish it one day. Who you knows? Will. You will. You will. Hold on, Denisha. 
We have another caller from the 757 area code. Denisha, don't hang up. Caller, are you there? Hello. Yes. Hi. Hey. Hey, this is Olivia. <laughs> I love you. Hey. This is the, the best-selling author, Olivia Stiff. Olivia, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm sitting here. I'm just, I'm just amazed. I thank God. I am so proud of you, Michelle. Thank you. I mean, it's, and and you know, Greg. I mean, I just thank you for doing shows like this. Thank you. Because yes, I it's do. needed, and just listening to her testimony, it makes me realize that everything that I went through, if it touched one person, then my purpose, if I die today, it was finished. And see, the enemy, when he knows that you have a strong call in your life, like you must have, Michelle, he would try to take you out. But God is your protector, and he has proven that. And even your testimony today, the same way my testimony reached you, your testimony is reaching other people. And that's the way it's supposed to be. And I want you all to know that I'm going to hook up with this talented young lady yeah, and, produce a, uh, and produce a little music with her. Yeah, we, and I'm going to get your son on the hook. I don't think I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, she is so talented. And I love seeing, I mean, I love seeing women, men, Everybody that's going through something and willing to come out there and say, this is how I used to be, and this is where, who I am now. Yeah. Right. And Thank the God. closer you draw to God, he's going to reveal himself to you. So don't worry about learning this or learning that, because God is going to connect you with genuinely godly people that's right. going to walk with you through this. Right, and I, and I, from the bottom of my heart, thank you and Greg, because when I tell you, that night that I heard your testimony, <laughs> I mean, Olivia, you don't understand. I cried from the second I got, I mean, I called in the second that the show started, and I didn't hang up until the second that it ended. And, you know, I kept wanting to get on. I kept wanting to talk, but I'm thankful that I didn't get to talk because, look, now I have my chance to talk. And exactly. at that time, it was my time to listen. And, and I mean, I cried the whole time. Uh, I had I had to go to the bathroom. I was sitting there crossing my legs. I was like, Oh Lord, I I, I couldn't. I had to I had to focus on what you were saying and I, I couldn't Oh uh, that's a blessing. And you know God God was doing his work then. He yeah, was doing his work then. And look that I mean, I'm just look now since you drove to North Carolina you gotta to come to Virginia. Look, even though the accident that I'm not even gonna say the accident, the victory happened in Virginia. Right. You right. know, because the devil has just been put to shame. He can't do a thing against God's people right. regardless. And, honey, when you go through, if you feel like, even if you fall short, God is faithful and he will forgive you. Don't think that this is too hard because even myself, some days it's like, Lord, I can't keep doing this. But you have everything to gain by giving your life to Christ. You right. must have a powerful arsenal within yourself that's going to do a lot of damage to the kingdom, Satan's kingdom. Right. And God has just given you so much, and I'm looking forward to meeting you, talking to you, and you yes. all be blessed. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And okay, bless be you. blessed, Greg. Yes, Olivia, before you hang up, please tell them about your conference coming up in Virginia. Oh, yes, I have a conference coming up, Learning to Work It and Still Remain Virtuous. It's August the 3rd through the 5th. Um, 
awesome speakers. Each person, I have a uh, prophetess coming from New Jersey, and um, Lalisa Williams, and she's going to talk about how God took her from being a prostitute to a prophetess. I have um, Kiara wilkinson Bethia. She's going to speak how God healed her from um, scoliosis. I mean, we just have a long list of people. If you go to www.oliviastiff.com, God is my lover. It's just it's going to be a blessed conference. I mean, I could just feel the spirit pulling. I mean, I was just talking to Lalisa, and I mean, the enemy is even trying to come against us in this conference, but we're victorious. And as long as God people come together and do things like you're doing now, exposing the enemy, exposing him, and letting people know that there's no victory in anything that he do. I don't care what you go through in your life. As you said, it's for a reason. It's for a purpose. Even, like you said, with your father's passing, he instilled what he had in you, and it was his season to go with the Lord. Right. And even though, you know, it may seem like, well, this is what happened to her, but look what has, look where you are now. Right, exactly. Thank God. I I mean, I could have easily said, nah, I don't want to be saved. Kept putting it off, putting it off. But you know, it wasn't that I never wanted to be saved. I just didn't understand who Jesus was. Nobody ever took the really the time right to to really explain it to me. You know, and that's why getting the word out there is so important because some people just don't understand. It's not that they, you know, don't want to believe. That's you know, right. it's sometimes it's misinformation, unfortunately. That's right. You know, because we are humans, and humans do make mistakes and do give wrong information sometimes. And we have to realize, as you say, if you don't know the answer, you don't know the answer. Right, and, and then just pray about it. Pray about it. Let me go research. I teach biblical studies, and I still don't know all the answers. I'm learning new stuff every day. So right. it's okay, to, you know, for the ones out there that may feel they can't, mentor or even guide someone else. We don't know that, all of us, we don't know the answers to everything. But the purpose is if we seek together, seek God, pray together, and just be a support network to each other. Yes, Mm yes. Olivia, Olivia, what's the name of your book again? Oh, (laughs) If God is My Lover, Why Is My Bed So Cold? How can we get that book? Okay, you can get it from www.amazon.com. And I have a few left. You go to the same website, um, oliviastiff.com, slash God is my lover, and um, order it. And also I have an order coming out in July. So if you want to order the book and, and decide to get it later, like on back order or whatever, you can just email me at odstiff at cox.net. Okay. Definitely get that book because her, I mean, her testimony and then what she's talking about in that book is there's something that everybody can relate to. So, yes, it is. Oh, thank you. It's an awesome, awesome book. It's a, I encourage everybody. It's a very encouraging, inspiring, and motivating book. Thank you, thank you, Olivia, for calling in. Okay, you all be blessed and keep up the good work and remain blessed in Christ. Okay. All right, all right. All righty. Michelle. Hello, Michelle. Hello. Okay, maybe I lost her. But if you're just calling in, you're listening in to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where our goal is to be more, do more, and have more. Denisha, are you there? 
Yes, I am. Yes, yes. I don't know what happened, but um, what are you? What's what's in your spirit right now? What 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 what's on your mind right now? Um, right now I'm just amazed. I'm thinking about how God really will order your steps, and He's been showing me that personally for for well for a very long time, but making it even more clear. Yes. yes. Um, and so I'm I'm. I'm listening to Michelle and her testimony, and I'm like, wow, if that isn't clearly God ordering your steps, yeah. clearly God saying, no, I choose you. You know, yeah. people say, I, I know God chose me, but he, there isn't a shadow of a doubt in anyone's mind that he chose her. Yes. Yeah. After all that she's been through, and that's, and that just goes to show you that God really is, you know, people say, "Well, God has no respecter of persons," and that that goes to show you that it's your heart. Yes. God really is looking at the heart of the people, and that's why He can take a Michelle who has done so many different things that somebody might say, "Well, she smokes and she drank and she, you know, she smoked weed," and 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 you know, why does she deserve to be saved? Yes, but that's the very thing that God wants to get across. Yes. Yes. Is that absolutely, absolutely? I love her so much. Yes. There is nothing. The the scripture says there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Yes. And she is living proof that there is absolutely nothing that can separate her from the love of God. He loves her so much that he spared what clearly, in the physical realm, should have taken her life last night. Yes. Yes. He I'm, carried her. Yes, he did. Yes, no he doubt, did. no yes. doubt. Michelle, are you there? I think I'm having problems with her, with her, with her phone. But you know what, Denisha, what do you think about the, the the other people that are out there that's going through the same thing that Michelle has gone through, and you know they may want to give up or or or, or give in to the temptations of the world. What type of advice would you have for them? I would say clearly based on listening to Michelle tonight, you never know what God has for you. Imagine imagine had all of those years ago had she actually OD'd on those pills. Wow. Imagine the life. Her son wouldn't even be here to turn. Her son turned in a, in this powerful moment and said, Mommy, don't worry. God is taking care of us. He already has a powerful testimony in him. He wouldn't exist. There are people who would wouldn't who right now have heard her and have decided that they want to find out about Jesus. That wouldn't have happened. So you never know what your purpose is. And I know that sometimes you go through painful stuff and you think God can't love me. It's impossible for there to be a God and if there is a God, he must be really cruel to allow me to go through this. Yes. But you have to hold on because you don't know what the end will be. You don't know what that what your life will turn into and why die in it instead of living through it and trusting God to bring you out on the other side and then it becomes a powerful testimony of your victory instead of allowing it to be the definition of your life. Mm. You're greater than that. You're greater than anything you've been through. You're greater than that. Yes. And don't allow your life struggles to become the, your defining moment. 
you know what? Choose the person there. Yeah, yeah. You know, when Michelle was talking and she was saying some of the things that she struggled with, you know, she said something that was so bold. I mean, it was so bold that I had to sit back and say, wait a minute, wow. If I had that struggle, am I strong enough to tell someone, you know, on the radio that everybody's listening that I have a masturbation problem? Oh, that yeah, that that was strong. just that is the ooh that was that was powerful. I think it was awesome, you know. And it may sound some people may not like that she said what she said, but you know what? It was the truth. Exactly. She told the truth. She's dealing with it. She's no longer doing it. So you you can't hold someone's past. You know you can't hang that over their head. Well, and it's the it's it's complete submission. It is complete. It's being the ultimate servant. Yes. We're called to serve, and in this moment, she chose to serve with her everything. Yes. Like, that's amazing. She just got saved a week ago, and she is willing to step out of whatever comfort zone she was in and say, yeah, this is my truth. And you know what? God loves me anyway. Yes. So I'm okay. That's right. No matter what the world says. Exactly. And you know what? There's so many Michelles out there in the world, and they feel that their situation is bigger than God and they can't get any better, and they're thinking about committing suicide. They're thinking about doing all these things. But if you're listening to the show, you heard Michelle say what she went through. You heard her battle through those things, and in the end, God showed up. You know, he may not come right when you want him to come, but if you continue to seek him, he will definitely show up, and he will take care of the battles that you can't fight because it's not for you to fight those things. That's not your fight. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Oh, you heard me. Oh, I didn't even know you. Guys, I didn't even know that. I thought I was just listening. No, no, we lost you for you, a second. I know you see the devil trying to get in, but he's not. It's not working because I'm going to keep calling back until I get through. So Michelle, what 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 did you get out of tonight? Well, how do you feel now? You know what? Let me say this before you answer that. Let's go back to the beginning of your life as a little girl. When let's go through all of this rape, let's go through this masturbation, let's go through you losing your father, mm-hmm. let's go to the times that you were confused. Right now, tell me, how do you feel right now at this moment? I feel well. Number one, I feel I feel blessed. I feel this strong relationship between me and God. This strong personal relationship. Like I heard Him speak to me last night. And one thing I also wanted to mention, you know, even after, even right after God saved all of our lives, I got out the car, and the first thing I thought, and uh, you know, I, I kept thinking, Oh my God, you know, you see on TV that big trucks come by and hit the cars on the side of the road. Mind you, I'm facing the complete opposite, you know, direction of the traffic. I went from a major highway off of a cliff onto the other side of oncoming traffic into the into the other side of the highway going the opposite way of the cars. And as soon as I, I was, at, right after I got done thanking God, I, I said, I kept telling my friend, get out the street. What if a car hits, what if a truck hits the car? And, and then God spoke to me and he said, Michelle, like, I, I, I heard him. He said, Michelle, I just saved your life. You are protected. Believe me, I'm not going to let a truck come and get you now. I, I, 
Yes. Really quick. We have about 50 seconds left. Okay. If someone wants to get in touch with you about speaking engagements or performing, what what's, what's your contact info? Um, well, you can you can reach me personally um, at 732-735-2089. If you just want to, if you need advice or, I mean, you can block your number and call me. I'd be more than happy to talk to anybody anonymously, not anonymously. Um, you can also check out my website at www.myspace.com slash B-O-M-B-C-H-E-L-L. And if you want to email me, you don't feel comfortable talking on the phone or anything like that, you have any questions, my email is n like Nancy, the number 2, L-U-V-143 at AOL.com. And I'm, I'm so grateful for you giving me this opportunity, Greg. You have no idea. Yes, you know what? Tell them about your music, the, the, your um album that you have out right now, some of the songs on it. I think you have one that's called Struggle. What yeah, I have a song, it's called Struggle, and it talks about, you know, everybody has to struggle, no matter, you know, if it's with, you know, just getting up on time or looking in the mirror and liking what you see or you're struggling because you're single and you're feeling alone or no matter what it is and no matter who you are, you know, everybody has a struggle. So, you know, that's definitely, that's on my first album, Bombshell Blown Up. And you can get that at www.cdbaby.com slash cd slash bombshell, B-O-M-B-C-H-E-L-L-E. Um, and, and if you can't afford to get it or if you can't afford to buy it, you can email me and I will send it to you for at, at no charge. Um you know, I really, my mission, even before I was saved, my mission has always been to inspire people. And now I understand for me to want to, I, you know, I always thought I could help people by physically doing things or giving money or doing this. And, and now I understand that the only way that I can really help somebody is by showing them and helping them understand Jesus because that's the only way they're going to live eternally in heaven because this physical world is one day going to end and those material things are not making us who we are. Yeah. So, Denisha, was, did you have any last-minute things or last comment that you would like to make to Michelle? I would just say thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yes. Thank you for listening. God, thank you for your existence, and thank you for who you are. Because yes. I think you, I know you are an awesome woman, and you will and are doing wonderful, awesome things for God. Yes. Thank you so much. And I, I just appreciate anybody that listened tonight and, you know, just, you know, everybody is so blessed, whether you're saved, whether you're not saved, you're already blessed, you know, and you just, all you have to do is acknowledge it and, and try to live your best to be like Jesus because he was He was perfect. He didn't sin, and that's what God originally, that was his plan for us, yes, you know, and, and if I can do it, believe me, anybody out there, you know, there's even things I didn't even get a chance to talk about, believe me, I mean, I've been through so much, and if I can get through it, and if I can change and sit here on this phone right now, you can do it as well, or anybody you know, encourage them, you know, anybody that's going through anything, so, you know, just to always put God first, and, and to know that that is, you know, we came from heaven, and we want to go back to heaven. Yes, yes. With that being said, Michelle, we love you. And I love everybody out there, and I'm praying for any, you know, everybody out there, whether it's, now you're gonna no matter to promise, what. You're going to have to promise that you're going to come back on the show. Of course. At some point. I could talk for hours, Greg. I, hey, but you know what? When you blow up, 
and you're out there on the stage and traveling the world and doing all this stuff, you got to come back now. Oh, what? I'm you know, gonna, listen. Gonna you, to it. you know I'm going to blow you up uh, internationally, so <laughs> don't even go there, Greg. <laughs> okay, with that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour where our goal is to be more, do more, and have more. And I thank Bombshell. Uh, thank you. That goal tonight. Okay. And I thank you, and God bless everybody out there. All right. God bless. And life is short. Life is short. And don't wait till you, till you can't, you know, till your last breath. That's one thing I do want to say real quick. Do not wait, because if I would have waited, I might not have been here tonight to give my testimony. That's right. With that being said, good night. Thank you. Good night.